praise the Lord. So this is the seventh episode uh, or part of my uh, series on the gospel. Amen. And today I want to look at um, the gospel as the gospel of the kingdom of God. So the gospel is the gospel of the kingdom of God. We know there are two kingdoms in a sense in the, the world we live in. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, and the kingdom of darkness. So what I want to say, the kingdom of God, I'm also referring to the kingdom of light, where all that is in that kingdom, all that we do in that kingdom is truth. Amen. You know, I was reading, uh, I was reading yesterday and I saw where Jesus speaking to Pilate said, um, it was born to be a witness with the truth. And that kind of struck my heart and I'm like, hmm. You know, there's something God has been laid in my has laid in my heart, and is still kind of um, nudging my heart about, which is my podcast, Gospel Truth. Yeah, we're working on it. Uh, but he, that that verse just kind of stood out to me. Jesus said, "You know, it was born to be a witness of the truth." So, in the kingdom of God, is about truth. So, anything contrary to the to the truth is what is of lie. John chapter eight forty four. Uh, Jesus speaking about the devil, he said, is he, um, let's go there, John 8, 44. John 8, 44. Uh, 44, 44, 44. Now, reading from the New King James Version, it reads, you are of your father. No, no he's not talking to you, right? He's talking to the uh, Pharisees. He said, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer, from the beginning and does not stand in the truth right he does not stand in the truth so if jesus the father if jesus and god the father are for the truth anything that is a lie and deception is of what is of the devil so two major kingdoms here the kingdom of truth and the kingdom of lies so which one do you subscribe to truth or lies to let you all know or to remind you of the state of the world we live in right now is, I mean, when I say the state of the world we live right now, to help you understand or to remind you and I that we live in a fallen world is um, to look at what is going on in our world today, how much of lies and deceptions, propaganda, fake news and all kind of stuff. So that tells you that the world we live in is not the kingdom of God. Amen. The world we live in is not the kingdom of God. Hmm. But Jesus said, if I by one if I by one finger cast out demons, if I, if I by the spirit of God cast out demons, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or if I by one finger cast out de devils, this, the, the, this kingdom of God has come upon you. So what's happening here? That we, we see that all everything lies and deception going on in the world is not of the is, is not of God, is of the devil. Uh, so we live in the king, we live in the world where Satan is ruling. Satan is the god of this world, according to the book of okay, let's slow down a little bit. Get excited. So according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible tells us that Satan is the God of this world. My wife is nodding her head. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and she's just feeling like, well, what kind of husband is this? But, well, uh, the good news is that there's nothing you can do about me. So you married me and just... So I'm going to speak to ladies the right day. So uh, be careful what you pray about because you don't know what you're going to get. So uh, if you want to marry a man of God, <laughs> tell me be all man out character and attitude attitude good ones amen right so carrying on 
Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says that um, we live that the Satan is a god of this world. And um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 tells us that Satan is a prince of the power of the air, which means he is a guy in charge manipulating the air the the media space, bringing lies and deceptions to you through your favorite TV channels. Oh, how does that sound? Yeah, all the lies, murder, adultery, backbiting, um, throwing people under the bus, all those things are not good news. And the devil is the one influencing all of those attitudes and behavior, you know, taking advantage of or using, taking advantage or yeah, taking advantage of the of the of the falling nature of people, you know, the 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 shortcomings of people, and you know, using that as a tool to use people against people. So there are two kingdoms in this world: the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. Right, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Now let's go to Mark chapter one, verse fourteen. Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Now, the, it reads, it said, Now, after John was put in prison, today I'm reading from the New King, New King James Version. If I will read from a different version, I'll let you guys know. So now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. What, what gospel is he preaching? The gospel of the kingdom. Now, so the, uh, let me take it before the, the gospel of the kingdom of God. So I think I should put God there so that I can easily clarify differentiate between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Good. So let's carry on. And I have those moments when the Holy Spirit says something to my heart and I listen, then we carry on. So let's carry on. So I'll take verse 14 again. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So Jesus and the church, also being the body of Christ, what gospel should we preach? The gospel of the kingdom of God. Yeah, you know, when I start with it, when I start with calm, you know, you just know that I'm just preparing the ground. I'm going to get passionate very soon. So get ready. Amen. So Jesus was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, my dear evangelist. So when you hear those kind of terms, you know that I'm about to start. My dear evangelist, what is your own? Why don't you just preach the gospel of the kingdom of God? Why are we preaching the gospel of the kingdom of darkness? And the gospel of the kingdom of darkness is no gospel. So I'll ask you us, why are we preaching the kingdom of darkness? Why are we going around telling people all about what the devil has done, what the devil is able to do, and what the devil will do to people in, in, in our business? Our Lord Jesus Christ preached the gospel of the kingdom of God, and I'm going to unpack it much more shortly. Don't tell people about what the devil has done or what the devil is doing. No, don't. Don't start people off with the devil. When Jesus went out, he went to tell people the good. He went out telling people about the goodness and the kindness of God. He went out healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the lepers. He wasn't magnifying the ministry of the devil. So to my younger um, um, brother or sister who wants to start a church or ministry, and um, you have taken some models after some ministries you've seen out there. <laughs> Amen. 
someone called me. I was having a conversation with one of my 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 closest relatives yesterday night, and they were fearing for me that I call out ungodliness and I call out the the wickedness that is in the church today. And I was like, you know, so just be strategic about it, how you go about it. And I was smiling. I said, okay, the thing is this: if we don't call out, and funny thing is, I don't even plan to call out some things that I call out. Guys, you know what? What I've called out this morning was not in my plan at all. Even, I can't remember the scripture I was reading last night where I was talking about Jesus and Pilate. And that's to tell you that I did, this is not, this was not how old I prepared for the service. Amen. And you know, I paused a little bit and I said, thank you, Holy Spirit, because it started showing me the direction we should go. Right? So sometimes people feel for me that I'm calling out wickedness in the church. But the funny thing is this, People who are just coming to the Christian faith are requesting for my messages. And even people people who, who don't take Christianity serious at all are requesting for these messages. Why? They are saying to me that they needed to hear it that way because um, in most churches and Christian um, groups that they are attending, that people are not calling wickedness wickedness. So I believe, according to God's plan and purpose for me, that he has strategically positioned me in the body of Christ to help people see the truth to differentiate wickedness from uh, wickedness from the right thing to do, right? You will hardly come across uh, messages that will tell you that this is wickedness and this is this is, I mean, differentiate between wickedness and what is right. And lovingly, like I do, even though I get passionate, to tell you that don't involve in these things. As many of you know that I don't condemn people, and I'll say that from from time to time. I'll tell you I'm not condemning people, but bear this in mind. This is wickedness. This is insanity. This is dumb. We should not do this. We are better than this. Amen. Some people think I even insult people. I'm like, if you listen carefully, you realize that I'm not insulting people. I am calling out the wicked works that we are doing in Christian um, environment, giving room for the devil or to the devil to come into our midst and destroy us. Somebody's got to call this out. Amen. And I'm not saying that I'm intentionally calling that. I don't plan them. Amen. So, uh, to my dear evangelist, right? God has called us to preach the gospel of his kingdom, not to magnify what the devil is doing. So we should not try to use evil news to man, to, um, scare people and manipulate people into the church is not correct is not right it is not right amen so let's carry on so um let's carry on from verse 15. now jesus preaching the gospel of the kingdom of god now listen carefully to this what was he saying saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of god is at hand repent and believe in the gospel let's match it together i'll read the two verses to all in one go verse 14 of uh of mark chapter one again now after john was put in prison jesus came to galilee preaching the good preaching the gospel of the kingdom of god and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of god is at hand repent and believe in the gospel what did paul say in the book of romans chapter 1 verse 16 16 and 17 he said i am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God that brings salvation into the life of the people who believe. So if the gospel is a gospel of kingdom, so it is gospel of what? Salvation. And what is salvation? Salvation is the all-encompassing word for healing, deliverance, um, restoration, peace, you know, we can any good thing that God has done for you in Christ Jesus, there are Salvation all encompasses, I mean, that word salvation encompasses all of the good things that God has done for you in Christ Jesus. 
So when we are talking about the kingdom of God, we are talking about the gospel. So the gospel is, okay, when we talk about the kingdom of God, I'm going to define the kingdom of God so shortly. We're talking about the gospel of the, no, when we're talking about the kingdom of God, we're talking about, let me define it so that I can, I can make sense out of what I was, I'm about to say. What I, was, what I was actually trying to say is, when we talk about the gospel, we're talking about the, the, the kingdom of God, right? So now I would define the kingdom of God as a, um, as a sphere, right? Where as a sphere, um, let me see how I'm going to put it this way. Um, so I'll say I will define the kingdom of God as a sphere. Do you understand what sphere is? I know some of us can understand it as a realm where, where God rules as a king. Don't forget I said that with God is truth, Satan is lie. So uh, God ha has authority over Satan, over principalities over darkness jesus said if i buy one finger cast out demons the kingdom of god has come upon you now in the kingdom of god satan does not rule is it making sense now in the kingdom of god satan has no dominion in the kingdom of god darkness does not prevail but what we see in the world today is mostly darkness gross darkness so where is this kingdom of God? So what is this preaching the gospel of the kingdom about? So the kingdom of God is a sphere where we enter by faith in Christ Jesus. Right, that's why I was having issues about what I put down actually. So let's say this way. So I'll say the, the, the kingdom of God is a sphere of salvation. Don't forget, salvation is the power through which God brings Lord Jesus. Help me. I hope you get, I pray for you guys for half understanding. I'm getting excited, but I want you to understand it because I know it's getting technical a little bit. Even let me listening to it, but I can, I can see the picture. So let, let's see if I can really unpack this to you guys. This is why I like to have my whiteboard and my pen, right? When, as we go face to face, I think we have a whiteboard in the, in one location we're looking at right now. Uh, let's see what we can do there you know, to, to map this out on the, on the whiteboard for you guys. So, uh, let, let me go back a little bit. So the gospel is the gospel of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a sphere, is not a geographic location. So the kingdom of God is not a geographic location, is a sphere, is a realm of the spirit where God rules. And the kingdom of God is a kingdom of light, is a kingdom of truth, is a kingdom of healing. In the kingdom of God, there's no darkness. In the kingdom of God, there's no, uh, there's no oppression. Right. But before we give our life to Christ, the Bible clearly tells us that we were under the oppression of darkness. We're under the control and the power of darkness. So let's look at Colossians 1.13. So Colossians 1.13 tells us that God delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So God, through the death and the resurrection of Jesus, delivered you, took you and I out of the kingdom of darkness, right? So delivered us from the power of darkness. So if he took us into a kingdom or into another kingdom, the kingdom of Christ, it must mean that we were, in the, we were under, the, under the rule and the control of another kingdom, right? Because there are two kingdoms in this world, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness, 
So for God, through Christ Jesus, to take us into the kingdom of light, it means we're existing, operating, or being ruled and controlled by another king in the sense, the God of this world, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. So you were once, so when you, before you and I gave our life to Christ, we're under the dominion, the control, the manipulation of sin, the manipulation of Satan. And through the new birth, we were taken, through new, when I say new birth, when we give our life to Christ, right? When we, when we committed our life to Christ, what we call regeneration. I like this kind of words, right? But let's carry on. Well, after Jesus came into our lives, not by force, when you and I chose to make Jesus our Lord and Savior, right? We were taken out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. But the funny thing is this, we can't see this kingdom with our physical eyes. And that's why I said is a realm, is a sphere, is a spiritual atmosphere, is a spiritual space that we cannot see with the two eyes. And that's why we can only, only operate in the kingdom of God by faith. So when we're talking about this kingdom of God coming to us, that the gospel is the gospel of the kingdom of God, right? How do we then, how did we enter the kingdom of God? I explained to us, though I, though I, I have kind of touched on it, but let me show us from the book of uh, John chapter 3. John 3, uh, let me start from verse 5. Let's see if we can start from verse 5 there. Now, this is Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, right? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go there. So Nicodemus is one of the teachers of the Pharisees, if I'm describing that way. Uh, and he came to Jesus, and verse 5, verse five he says, Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. I don't understand. Born of water and the spirit enter the kingdom of God. Jesus said, if I by one finger cast out the kingdom of, uh, cast out demons, the kingdom of God has come upon you. It's all of this, it doesn't seem to be hiding up. So that's to tell you that, okay, well, so, so if you're not born of the water and born of the spirit, and what, what, he mean, what Jesus was talking about there, what I was talking about, the word of God, the gospel, the spirit, the spirit carrying out the regeneration side of you, recreating you in Christ Jesus. So Jesus is saying that unless you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You and I are born again. Is, was Jesus lying? He wasn't lying. So where's the kingdom of God? Do you want to know where the kingdom of God is? It's in your heart. Amen. It's in your heart. It's in my heart. Now, Jesus is a king of kings. In that sphere that I was talking about, that sphere of truth, that sphere of light, Jesus is the king there. Jesus rules there. That kingdom is a kingdom of God. And when you and I receive Jesus into our lives, when we become born again, the kingdom of God comes into our heart. And how we enforce the kingdom of God is by first understanding that we are in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is in us, right? And we enforce the kingdom of God, the authority of the kingdom that we carry by faith, knowing our rights and privileges in Christ. Amen. So the kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God is in me. You may have heard at some point in time when uh, the Pharisees were asking Jesus to give them a sign of the kingdom of God. I think Luke chapter 17, verse 20. And Jesus said, to, let's go to Luke 17, 20.
so uh it's it says it says now when he was asked by the pharisees when the kingdom of god would come he answered them and said the kingdom of god does not come with observation hmm did you get that the kingdom of god does not come with observation you know some people think that they see the kingdom of god or they see god up god's operation when they be when they start seeing people in churches fall down and die no or fall down under under the power of the holy ghost no you know people I, I, <laughs> no disrespect it's just based on our level of understanding right some people in church meetings they say god come let your kingdom come holy spirit come i'm thinking we we are we, tr we are trying to invite the holy ghost when he's already there but i think some people how what they meant is that let us see the manifestation of your power but there are issues with that mindset to want to see the manifestation of the power of the holy ghost in church graduates or christian circles the 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 the, the um the issue with that is that it will make people to be sensational in their christian walk always looking for something always looking for a feeling always looking for someone to start screaming somewhere you'll be surprised that some of those screaming are, are cooked up or some of them they are actually <laughs> they are demonic because they carry some kind of weird spirit in the and then the atmosphere is changing and so it's not like god is oh, oh lord jesus let me not go there please let me just shut up here <laughs> what i'm trying to say to you is that some things that you see as a manifestation in the church are not something you should pay attention to at all you and i should believe that the kingdom of god is on the inside of us and this is part of the identity of the believer the believer should know that he is no longer under the dominion of darkness is now in the kingdom of father and is a carrier of the authority of god i repeat the believer should understand this as his is or our own identity that he or she carries the kingdom of god in him or her he carries authority, the authority of God, because the kingdom of God dwells on the inside of you, in your spirit. You are a carrier of the kingdom of God. And you and I have been designated to enforce the power, the authority of God on earth. Leading people to Christ, casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing lepers, speaking the truth. Jesus said in John 8, 32, he said, If you continue my word, then you are my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Right? In the kingdom of God, there's no oppression, there's no bondage. And if we want to see the kingdom of God reign in the heart of people, right, we got to speak the truth. If we want to see the kingdom of God uh, manifest in our world today, we need to speak the truth so that as people hear the truth, they are being delivered from the power and the dominion of darkness. Amen. So the kingdom of God is where? In your heart, in my heart. Amen. And how the kingdom of God came into our heart or how we enter the kingdom of God is by giving our life to Christ when we became born again, when we became Christians. Amen. Uh, Luke eleven twenty. 20. So that reads, but if I cast out demons with the finger of God, also the spirit of God, uh, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now, I wanted to take note of that word um, finger or spirit, right? Uh, so the Holy Ghost is one who actually ushers the kingdom of God into our hearts, into our lives. And Jesus is saying here that, you know, how I cast out demons is by the spirit of the Lord. I think um, uh, 
let me see that Matthew 12, right? Is that thing we read out earlier? Matthew 12, 28. So I like how this also, um, how does it say it? Cross-reference it. Um, Cross-references Luke eleven twenty. 20. It says, but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So it says, if I by the finger of God cast out demons, right? Here it says, if I by the spirit of God. So when you see the finger, you say spirit. So don't, uh, young believer, don't look at the demonic situation and point your finger and say, because Jesus cast out demons by finger, the demon will bite your finger. Right? All our operations, all our operations, I repeat, all our operations as believers is by the power of the Holy Ghost at work inside of us. And that's why we have to be very, very dependent on the Holy Ghost. I think we're going to go into teaching on the Holy Spirit after uh, this series. The Holy Ghost is one who ushered the kingdom of God into our heart. You know, Jesus said, if you, unless you are born by the water and by the Spirit, okay, let's go and let's go and um, let's go back to John chapter 3 and read that uh, chapter in more detail. So John 3, 5. Uh, so let me read further down. So it said, now a certain man was there. Oh, no, no, this is chapter 5. Chapter 3, I want to go. And verse 5. So Jesus said, answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, it cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. When I begin to smile and laugh, I'm going somewhere. So I'm just giving you heads up that something is coming. Right. So do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen and do not receive, and you do not receive our witness. I have told you earthly things and you do not believe how will you believe if i tell you heavenly things uh let me see this i think i've gone past it i guess I, I didn't find the line i wanted to use to to make my joke today all right okay okay we missed that anyway uh i, I was trying to get i was trying to go somewhere uh, but i don't and maybe i've missed it somehow but let's leave that because of our time all right so uh if i remember i will, I will bring that joke here next week right so Right, so I guess we are most spiritual this morning. Amen. All right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God is in me. Amen. And um, we access the kingdom of God by faith after we give our life uh, to Christ. So and I try to explain to us that to, ex to experience the kingdom of God, we must be born again. Right, we must be born again. I showed us Colossians 1 13 that God has delivered us from the power and the dominion of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Now that's in Colossians. Let's go, let's go to chapter 2. Uh Colossians, right? 2 8. And this is one of the reasons why I was saying last week that people gotta be careful that they are not preaching the kingdom of darkness. It's not going to help anyone. God is leading us to a place of to, to a place of understanding our authority in Christ Jesus, and He wants us to walk in that authority. Jesus said in Matthew twenty eight eighteen, 18 
that all authority that it, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto him, and then he asks us to go therefore and make into the world and make disciples of men. Right. Um, you know, let's read this so I can get it correctly. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came back and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Jesus has designated you and I to go into the world and make disciples of nations to lead people to Christ, to help people to know Christ, to, cut, to help people know their rights and privileges in Christ Jesus, to know their identity in Christ Jesus. He has designated this to you and I because we are the carrier of the kingdom of God. Jesus, the King of Kings, was the carrier of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God came into our world through him. So when Jesus came into this world, you know, he brought in the kingdom of God. And he exercised the kingdom of God. And how he exercised the kingdom of God is by casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the lepers. Because of what? Because the Holy Spirit was inside of him. I'm trying to make a very clear distinction or, clear, or clarification here that the Holy Ghost is our enablement to operate in the kingdom of God. And the believer must always be mindful and conscious of the Holy Ghost and not be too carried away with, our, with the business of life. We've got to understand that as per our identity, we are carriers of authority. We are carriers of the power of God. We are, the, we, are, we are carriers of the kingdom of God. Some people think if Jesus was on earth, you know, in a body, in a, in, in a human form, life would be better. No, life is better now that Jesus is not here on human, in human form because the spirit of God is now distributed to the hearts of every one of us. While Jesus was on earth, he was the only one carrying the kingdom of God in his heart. There was a miracle he did and it was said that no one has ever done that kind of miracle in history. Right. So if Jesus was on, uh, on earth physically, there's limitation. We can't, we can't see too much. We can't see too much of the demonstration of the power of God. But God wants to fill the heart of many people. So Jesus came, he died, overcame the devil, went back to heaven. And the Holy Spirit with whom he did everything that he did, according to Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. So Jesus, who, carried, who was carrying the kingdom of God, in the, person, uh, in the person of the Holy Ghost, let me put it that way, went about, we saw what he did. And now that he's gone to be, no, not that he's gone to be with the Father, <laughs> but he's, he, he's uh, deployed the Holy Ghost to fill our hearts, right? Just the things, the things he did, he said, we likewise will do and greater works will do because he's going to the Father. So you and I are now the Jesuses in our time. Now, I'm not saying that we are Jesus. What I'm saying is that we are Jesus' siblings. We are joint heirs with Christ. We now carry what Jesus carried while he was on earth doing the works of the Father, the works of the kingdom. So you and I now have to step out of our comfort zone and do the works of the kingdom, preaching the truth, preaching the gospel, making disciples of men. Friends, you are not a defeated person. You are powerful because the 
power of God is dwelling on the inside of you. So stop seeing yourself as one person like, Lord, how, Lord, why me? Lord, how? No, no, no. See, that is a, an embarrassing way to see yourself. That is a disgraceful way to see yourself. I mean, it is demeaning on the reputation of God that you see yourself as a defeated fool, as somebody who is just trying to get by in this world. It is, it, it is beneath your identity. I mean, that way of thinking, that way of seeing yourself, I'm looking for words to, to, to mess up that way of thinking so that you can come out of it and see yourself as somebody who carries authority. When I was praying this morning, something, uh, this morning, something fired up in my spirit and I said, Haha, thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I carry the life of God. I carry the power of God. I am a child of God. So when you see me walk with confidence, it's not because I am good at something or I can speak eloquently. Many of you can tell that I'm not an eloquent speaker. But it's because of an assurance of the fact that God is my father. It's not something in my mind. It's something in my spirit. I know it. The kingdom of God dwells on the inside of me. And I have to remind myself all the time because in the business of life, we may not, all, not always remember that we are the carriers of the kingdom of the father. We carry authority. And until we begin to practice it, we will not get used to it. And that's where something will happen. People are falling flat before they come to their senses, their spiritual senses to say, oh Lord, no. when something hits you, right, it should hit the power of God on the inside of you because you are always stand on standby. Say, no, I am a child of the Father. Somebody will say, because, let us not go there. Praise the Lord. So, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Hallelujah. Right. So, let me give you, I'm going to rush through this and then we shut down. Um, Beware lest anyone cheats you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. You don't understand? You are complete in Christ Jesus. The entire package of the kingdom of, of God is, at, is, is on the inside of you. Are you getting it? Say, in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting on the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirement that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having the same principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Verse 15 tells us that Satan and demons are, are no consideration. When you see Satan operating your life one way or the other, no, you don't. You don't take the position of a subject to the power of darkness in your thinking and mannerism. You take the position as a joint heir with Christ, the one who carries authority, the one who carries the kingdom of God on the inside of him or her. That is your identity, a carrier of the kingdom of God. I should get a t-shirt to say, I carry the kingdom of God. And let's just have to start a conversation. So people ask me, how come you're so bold and confident Said the thing is my my secret and what I'm sharing with you, the realization of what I carry. Praise the Lord. Finally, talking about the kingdom of God, 
Romans 14, 17 says that, okay, let's go there. Finally, I'll, I'll show that with that one. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking. That doesn't mean you should not eat and drink. But righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Any conversation that is not a conversation of joy, that is not a conversation of righteousness, that is not a conversation of righteousness, is not of the kingdom of God. Anything contrary to that, opposite of that. Any message any news that brings depression to your heart all in the name of Christianity. Here you don't know what is able God is able to do. He can strike you with disease to it's a lie. It's not of the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, it's about righteousness, peace. We call Jesus the Prince of Peace. It's a peace I live with you. Not as the word gives. Okay, that's another topic for another day. If it does not bring peace, you know, Jesus does not bring peace between people in the world let's get this correctly jesus brought peace between us and god hmm? so in case you you hear jesus is the prince of peace but how come there's no peace in the world satan is the god of this world uh, in future teachings i might uh, flesh that out but i'm trying to say to you that as you go about manifesting the kingdom of god talking to people about the kingdom of god focus on this righteousness peace joy in the holy ghost the authority of the father the deliverance of the father the, sanct the, the, the restoration of the Father, eternal life. Amen. Praise God. I hope that blesses you guys. Thank you for uh, coming to church this morning, for connecting with us. Um, yes, I hope this will, um, you know, enlighten your eyes of understanding more about your identity in Christ Jesus. Uh, yeah. Amen. So remember to join us on Wednesday. This is the last um, Wednesday for this quarter uh, on Trust Must Connect. Um, last week was amazing. Right, so remember to connect with us. Watch out for our podcast. I mean, I'm having some amazing testimonies, feedback coming from the podcast. And he's so, I mean, I am so blessed. I'm, it takes a lot of effort to put this podcast up, up. And I'm so happy as to how that is blessing people. Even watching last week's um, podcast myself, I was so blessed. I was just taking note and, you know. So I want to encourage you to share this podcast with your friends and family. And um, you can also use it as a tool to start conversation with people and share feedback and testimonies with us. Amen.